Hey, Radio Fire Radio. This is your host, Christopher, and I'm here with a very, very, it's sad, but it's funny the way Jason Whitlock put this story out. He talks about the Olympic failure during the relay. And I believe this was the 4x400 relay that took place on August, no, 4x100, took place on August the 5th. Now, Jason Whitlock is one of the contributors for the Blaze Media um, under Glenn Beck. And I'll tell you what, if you don't know anything about Glenn Beck, he follows the truth, he looks for the truth, he puts it out there, and uh, he's interested in people who think. And make sure I got this completely in its entirety. So we're going to listen to this article because he... he Mr. Whitlock makes some very good points. It's titled Whitlock, U.S. Olympic Relay Failure Exposes the Bigger Problem Undermining the Success of Black Men. And this was released on August the 5th, 2021. It's, it's hilarious. The Olympic 4x100 Relay is racist. That's the only logical explanation for the embarrassing performance of the United States men's relay team last night and over the past two decades. In our country, Olympic sprinting is dominated by black men. The four by 100 relay requires four black American men to work cohesively together for approximately 38 seconds. We can't do it. <laughs> I love this. We certainly couldn't do it last night, and we struggled for the past 20 years. In a qualifying heat at the Tokyo Games, Team USA finished sixth behind China, Canada, Italy, Germany, and Ghana. It's impossible to make the relay final from sixth place in the heat. The United States won't be winning any sort of medal in an event we obviously dominated until the race turned racist after our 2000 title at the Sydney Games. Up until 2004, Team USA had won the gold in 15 of the 24 by 100 relays held in Olympic history. We owned the track in virtually all the sprints. We flashed our God-given gifts, our work ethic, and our ability to work as a team for greater good. It was a showcase of Black American excellence. Bob Hayes, Jim Hines, Carl Lewis, and Maurice Green took the baton symbolically handed to them by Jesse Owens and represented this country at the highest level. I remember that race. I was, I was a kid when that race took place. Then something very disturbing happened at the 2004 Olympics. Systemic racism started easing its way into the event at the Athens Games. Americans finished second in Greece. Ibram X. Kendi argues that systemic relay racism was always there, but it wasn't until 2008 that Black Twitter and ESPN pointed out that the Proud Boys, Trump supporters, and right-wing insurrectionists began manipulating the relief the relay batons, and the baton exchange zones. <laughs> Mr. Whitlock, you are hilarious. I'm going to read that again just so it's clear. 
It wasn't until 2008 that Black Twitter and ESPN pointed out that the Proud Boys, Trump supporters, and right-wing insurrectionists began manipulating the relay batons in the baton exchange zones. This manipulation made it impossible for Black American men to excel in track and field's premier relay events. America has not won a single medal in a relay since white bigots took control of the relay. Okay, I'm being sarcastic, Whitlock says. Systemic racism has nothing to do with the two decades long failure of our once dominant relay team. Systemic dysfunction actually explains the failure. What we witnessed last night is a symptom of a larger problem we in Black America are loathe to discuss. Rather than having uncomfortable conversations with white people, we need to have uncomfortable conversations amongst ourselves concerning the fact that black men don't function well together. It's obvious to everyone else. We're the only people who refuse to talk about it. We just hope the Crips, the Crips and the Bloods get old and retire. We think our kids will learn to resolve conflict without resorting to violence when white liberals decide to teach us other options. If we ignore our dysfunction long enough, it will go away. That kind of wishful thinking led to last night's relay fiasco. What transpired last night surprised no one paying attention. It's the equivalent of feigning disbelief. On a Monday morning when you learn of how many black men or boys were gunned down over a weekend in Chicago or Baltimore or Indianapolis or New York City, black male dysfunction is expected. Hours before the qualifying heat, the Washington Post published a long piece detailing the relay team's baton issues. The piece was titled, Metal or Nothing, U.S. Men's Sprinters Have a Handoff Problem. The story reads as prophecy. Last night, U.S. Sprinters Ronnie Baker and Fred Curley struggled mightily to complete the second baton exchange. It took three attempts. By the time it was completed, Baker and Curley were side by side, and Curley was at a relative standstill. Anchorman Craven Gillespie briefly climbed to third place and then faded badly as he began to look around at his competitors. Reaction to the collapse was swift and angry. The USA team did everything wrong in the men's relay race, Carl Lewis complained via Twitter. The passing system is wrong athletes running the wrong legs, and it was clear that there was no leadership. It was a total embarrassment and completely unacceptable for a USA team to look worse than the AAU kids I saw. <laughs> we got smoked by China. Not a Jamaican team led by Usain Bolt. China won the heat. Germany beat us. Ghana beat us. Ghana advanced to the final. Ghana apparently doesn't give a blank <laughs> about the Proud Boys and the insurrectionists. We can't use COVID protocols as an excuse. All the other countries have had limited practices because of the pandemic. You can't cover up 20 years of failure with excuses. I know I keep making sarcastic jokes about racism, I'm doing it because the most damaging racism impacting Black people today 
is the use of racism to eliminate accountability and responsibility for Black men. Our sprinters are irresponsible because we fail to hold them accountable for their failure. Black people across the globe immigrate to America and achieve their dreams because they embrace a far different mentality than what's cultivated in Black American culture. Black sprinters in Ghana, Jamaica, Canada, and everywhere else don't have the kind of baton problems we have. We can't work together. What happens? When you're raised in a family dysfunction, that dysfunction follows you for life, especially when you never acknowledge it. Pretend it never existed or believe it's white people's responsibility to address it or adjust to your dysfunction. There's absolutely nothing wrong with black people. The problem is culture, amen. We've embraced a culture that undermines our success. We've been programmed to believe our actions don't really determine our destiny. The actions of white people are all that matter. This worldview eliminates accountability and empowers irresponsibility. Rewatch the four by 100 relay qualifier. Maybe one member of the Chinese relay is good enough to make our relay team, but China smoked us. How? Why? It's not talent, it's culture. It's an inability to set egos aside and work together in a cohesive fashion. Let's say white people pitted us against each other. Let's say it started in slavery. No problem, I agree it happened. I also think it's insanely foolish to expect white people to fix it. It's not gonna happen. It's no different from a man breaking your leg in a fight and expecting him to do the rehabilitation. Only you can do the rehab. Black men, we have a cultural problem. What are we gonna do about it? Our silence is violence. This is Jason Whitlock. Never heard of him before today, but I'll tell you what, this man is absolutely dead on accurate with his assessment. I want to carry this one step further. Our ability, this isn't just limited to black men. This, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this to the church. Our ability, our inability to work together as the church is keeping us from stamping out the darkness in this world. And we've, we've got to fight this. We've got to hold each other accountable. We've got to hold the church accountable. We've got to hold our leaders accountable. We cannot just sit by and idly um, blame somebody else for what's going on within the church. The bigger problem is us not working together. The bigger problem in church is us not putting our egos aside, our ministries aside. And you sure you can say that because you don't have anybody in your ministry. It doesn't matter. What matters is, are we, are we willing to work together? Are we willing to stop the stupidity that's going on? Jason Whitlock, genius. Genius, genius, genius. Really enjoyed this article. You be blessed. This is Christopher Radio Fire Radio. Sometimes you have to take the, the absurd and really listen at what's being said and, and do the opposite so that you can survive. We are committed be to blessed. excellence and truth. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you as we go forth in this endeavor in this hour. We pray that God would be with you, 
his prophetic mantle and his prophetic anointing would be upon your life. Please feel free to contact us at any time with questions, comments, or concerns. You can reach us at Christopher at RadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, Radiant Fire Radio Ministries. And you can subscribe to our YouTube page, Radiant Fire Radio Ministries, on YouTube.